Will he tip the card? I know I've said it before, but given the, the series of events that leads me into your studio today, Michael, I think there is something happening. There's something in the air. We'll tip the card here. I'll tip the card this weekend. Mick Sharkey joins Racing Pulse to preview the big races in Friday Form Focus. Oh, and what about the big races we have this weekend? It is Blue Diamond Stakes Day. A couple of group ones in Sydney where Animo and In Secret go around, but there is no doubt the focus is on Sandown tomorrow where Sharkies, I say good morning to you, I can't recall a better meeting all round ever being run at the Sandown circuit. It is outstanding tomorrow. It has depth. It has quality. Uh, it's got substance. It's got entertainment, much like this hour of radio, actually. <laughs> I, I could I could draw a line between the card tomorrow and uh, and this next hour of radio. Well, to be honest... It's I, all happening. I was going to make the segue to a guest that we're going to have a chat to. Oh. Um, We've got a class. What did you guest. say? Depth, substance... Class. Class yeah. and entertainment. Yes. Pretty much sums up Mick Price, who oh. joins us. So how are you, Mick? What's going on, lads? How are you? Uh, very well indeed. Uh, this has been a happy hunting ground uh, Blue Diamond Day for you in the past, but it's a, a different Blue Diamond this year uh, on the lakeside track. How different a race do you think this will be tomorrow and how important are barriers? Oh, I think they're much more important. Uh, and I think if you've drawn inside 8 or 10, you can make a little bit of use of your horse and have a nice run on the race. And if you've drawn out, what do you do? Keep hunting. Um... It would be a bit difficult. I think there'll be pace on, though. Or do you ride cold? Because the thing about Lakeside is, you know, horses that straighten up and come around in, around into the straight in front or first, second, third, tend to kick a bit. You always get a nice horses running on, but they seem to run on and don't win. Um, so I reckon there'll be a fair, a fair push there tomorrow with the big field and, uh, you know, a lot at stake. So I reckon the... Uh, yeah, that, that'll, that'll be a bit of a push. But uh, anyway, my little filly, who's big odds, Storm Barrier 2, uh, look, she's got to run. We'll run her and then probably uh, just assess her after that. But I'm thinking uh, she'll probably go out after this. So, look, if she could run a place, that'd be fantastic. I don't see the improvement in her that is probably necessary to go and beat all those horses. But, um, you know, Drawn 2 and Will Smother, uh, run a place maybe. Uh, win would be phenomenal, but... Uh, Realistically, I'm not seeing it. But uh, anyway, she's there and, uh, you know, she's uh, nice and fit and will do her best. Well, there's extreme threat uh, summarised beautifully. What about on Thunderstruck? Has he got the necessary improvement in him second up to be winning this? Yeah, he has, for sure. Um, you know, uh, look, Alligator Blood's probably first up and maybe a bit vulnerable uh, gets going. I, I think there's a bit of chat about Mr Brightside sitting outside the speed. Is that correct? Yes, Ben Hayes did allude to that fact yesterday. Yeah, well, if that's the case, we're off the fence. I'm sure Jamie will get him to uh, bounce from the gates a lot better. And uh, I'm not sure, it might even be a change of tactics, this one. Um, you know, you've, barriers have caused him to be out the back a fair bit. Uh, but he's drawn a gate where we want to make a bit of use of it, so... Um, Look, I'm, I'm thinking that there'll be uh, two pairs. Probably Nugget holds his spot. And then uh, it'd be nice to be on the outside of Nugget um, just off the speed there. That, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, 
so I guess that's a change of tactics. But anyway, uh, he's good. The horse and he's a lot fitter and he's very well and um, uh, he gets his chance to win for sure. I was going to say, if he does lob in that spot, even though it's over 1,400 metres, is is a D-Day tomorrow. There's no excuses because he's a great horse, but he's just finding it hard to win these big races at the moment. I don't know about D-Day. What's that mean? What's D-Day mean? <laughs> is it his day to, to put his hand up? Well, yes, it is. But, um, oh, look, you know, he had six starts in the spring and only won one race. And then he first up the other day, he was a bit fresh and got beat half length. Um, that's fine. I'm happy with his form. I mean, he's a good horse. He's not good enough to get out of jail every time he goes around. But he's one of the good horses that wait for age. And, uh, look, he can win tomorrow. I certainly got no reason to say he couldn't win. And then he goes All-Star Mile, which will be um, he'll be one of the good chances there. And if he goes to the 2000 in Sydney and the track is not a bog at Randwick in the Queen Elizabeth, he'll go good there also, you know. So um, his winning strike rate since he, you know, including last spring, um, might have a few holes in it. But I think there's been reasons for it. I've, I, I physically am very, you know, training the horse and very happy with him. So there's no reason why he can't win tomorrow. You've got Wee Nessie tackling the Zedative and six feet looks like he's an improving sort of staying three-year-old. He goes around to the Autumn Classic. Mm, uh, you know, out six feet is genuine hundred-to-one chance and won't be good enough. Um, Wee Nessie's in a tough little race. Uh, she's capable of improving and 1,200 is a better journey for her and she can run first three. So, uh, look, I would, and Lombard is going to come out in the Aqua Plate. Is he? Okay. Well, any reason? Well, about six Panadol talking to Junior about um, <laughs> about the Canterbury Stakes. So I've spoken to every owner. Next weekend, they're all saying it's going to drop away thirteen hundred metres reverse way. He's one over thirteen hundred metres. I'll say one thing: it's a very good Oakley plate. It is a strong mm. charge down the chute, and it's a race where I wouldn't have thought he could win first up. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, so he's going to have a reverse way gallop in the morning, and uh, I'm not sure he's riding in Sydney, but he may be the only leader in what may be a Canterbury Stakes that may fall away a bit. So 600k group one, 1300 metres at Randwick next Saturday will be him, and um, oh, I hope everything goes well there. Junior might be onto something. Artorius is favourite for the Canterbury Stakes. Well, Cascade. yeah, that's fine. That's fine. You know, at the end of the day, it's my decision, and um, together with the owners, and uh, you know, he put a very logical seven-hour case forward, and <laughs> you know, we're, you can't do both. So we're um, we're preparing for it as best we can, albeit short notice, and um, you know, ultimately, uh, we're making a decision to run. Did you say Artsino's coming out as well? Yes. Mm. Yeah, he's not right, that horse. Not right. Is he had a white cell count. I wasn't. I was only lukewarm on his uh, overall uh, training. Uh, so he's having a little fresh in that horse. Oh, I'm not so happy with him. So um, yeah, six feet. Hey, good luck there. Any uh, <laughs> everything going well with Jack and I ahead of next week? He's beautiful. So is amenable. Um, mm. Meanwhile, I good the other day, and albeit that I missed a run, I reckon the mile at Flemington will be beautiful. Ollie on, I trialled him here on Monday, trialled fantastic. He will be drawing gate and um, hold some sort of position. Uh, he will be some chance, but 
Jackano will be the best horse, you know. Uh, and if Jackano gets a mile genuinely, like if there's a mile in his DNA sitting there, he will have had the work and the racing and the experience to go and win a um, a good prestigious Group One set weights against his own age. But uh, yeah, that it's just he, he needs to get the mile. If he gets the mile, he'll win. Um, but I think it's a good race for you know his stud career. Mick, best of luck tomorrow, mate. Come on, you boys. Mick Price uh, joining us there. A um, couple of interesting comments there. Um, he gets his chance tomorrow. I like what I'm what I'm getting to with D Day comment is I can't see any excuses for I'm yeah. trying to struck tomorrow. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, I, look, and I think that's probably uh, that's probably what people are thinking with him. It's it looks his race on paper. Uh, I I reckon you can run on and win at Lakeside in better class races. I think it's, it's probably more a case of, and Josh Rodder made a really good point during the week to a, a few lads as well, that uh, it's probably a more a matter of the type of race that's run at Lakeside, being midweek, sort of lower grade races where they sit up and they try and just look after the horses a bit. I think as... As we see some better quality races tomorrow, you'll see horses being able to run on and get the job done. Well, let's ask the track manager, Greg Groves. He's got a busy day because, uh, as we said at the start, there are two races which are going to be run on the um, hillside, which is the 1,800-metre races. The Autumn Stakes, race five, race six of Peter Young. And then for the Oakley Plate, we've got the shoot start and the extended straight with the second winning post in action. So it's going to be a busy day for the team. And Greg joins us. How are you, Greg? I'm good, thank you, Michael. Logistically, um, how does tomorrow work from the track manager's point of view? Yeah, there's a bit involved. Um, not only do we need to um, change some rail, etc., but we also um, need to um, change the distance markers for the um, uh, for both the 1800 metre races and and for the shoot race. So uh, there's a little bit going on. We've had a few SMSs through the week just inquiring as to why the entire meeting wasn't run on the hillside, the biggest circuit? Uh, yeah, OK. Um, that's to do with the Blue Diamond, um, over 1,200 metres. Uh, it was deemed that uh, the start um, at 1,200 metres going into the hillside turn would be too close to the turn. OK. So, right. Well, that's fair. So um, it's just, a, it's just a, a logistics thing, I guess. And track-wise, it's going to be a hot day today. How much water are we putting on? Putting on 7 mil today. We've put on 34 for the week. Haven't had any rainfall for the week. Um, the Bureau has assured me that um, we won't have any showers <laughs> until 6pm tomorrow. So um, well, we'll have a look at the track tomorrow morning um, and we may put some water on, but I don't think we will at this stage. But um, we'll keep that up our sleeve um, after we walk the track tomorrow morning and um, make a call from there. And in regards to rail placement, both circuits true? Yeah, both, both in the true position, yep. Um, haven't, been, haven't been in the true in uh, Lakeside since the 14th of December, so it's in, in beautiful condition. It's had basically all summer to, uh, to recuperate from, from the wear and tear um, early doors, and uh, so it's, yeah, great cover of grass. So with the Lakeside a little tighter than the hillside, back in the true, do you think it could be advantageous to be on speed? Just looking at the stats uh, from uh, current year, um, yeah, well, if you want to look at it, 
where if you uh, on Lakeside, if you're at, if you're first at the 800 metre mark, well, um, 28.6% of winners um, are first at the 800 metre mark. So it's sort of saying that um, it, it can be on pace. Yeah. Greg, what's your good thing? Oh, <laughs> all right. Um, I'm looking at the instructor in uh, in the Blue Diamond tomorrow. Uh, um, had a, a good upfront win here a couple of weeks ago. So um, yeah, that's that's my tip. Drawn well on speed. Gay Waterhouse, Adrian Botley, instructor. A ten dollar chance in the Blue Diamond. Uh, good on you, Greg. We'll catch up tomorrow morning. Okay. Thank you, Michael. What's your view on the on the two circuits? tomorrow confusing and how you think it'll run confusing uh look it's not ideal betting on two different tracks i think unless it's really clearly communicated to the punters it can be uh a bit difficult just looking at racing australia uh it just says lakeside and and then it's got in brackets next to the individual races hillside yeah it's just not is that how we're doing things in 2023? It's not ideal, is it? Well, I mean, it's an unusual year because Caulfield's getting renovated. Um, yeah. I, I understand the, yeah, the the reason why, but I wonder then, do you have the full meeting on Hillside and the Diamond on Lakeside? Yeah, I, that's probably the option that I would have run with, having one race rather than having multiple races split on different tracks. But anyway, that's the way we're doing it, so... Not, not changing it now, are we? Hey, we'll take a quick break. It is 18 minutes past 9 o'clock. When we come back, because uh, there is sometimes a propensity to waffle. Um, is sometimes that on this show? Which can trim up the end of the meeting. Now, the oh. good races are at the end of the card, so I we're going to come back. We're going to start... I understand what you're saying. We're going to start with the quaddy and yeah. the group ones, oh. and then we'll go back to race number one because we want to really delve deep into the quaddy and the features. Quick break, Friday Form Focus, all your SMSs and more after this. Inside the weekend's biggest races, RSN 927's Racing Polls and Friday Form Focus. Welcome back to Friday Form Focus with Mick Sharkey. It is a huge day, huge day. Uh, which is coming up, and we're going to start with the quaddy legs. Uh, before that, um, I know there are going to be a lot of people who will be heading out to Dean Lester's funeral, our great yes. mate who sadly passed away just over a week ago, and today is a celebration of Dino's life. Mm -hmm. There no doubt will be plenty of uh, laughs, plenty of tears and plenty of great stories for the Goat of Tipsters and if you would like to head along to the service it is open for everyone. Everyone is welcome. Uh, it will be held at the Cranbourne Turf Club today in the Legends Room and it starts from one o'clock. Now I know there will be a lot of people that would like to tune in and won't be able to attend. Well you can do that through RSN. It will be simulcast on the Carnival 2 channel so all you need to do is download the RSN app and flick it on Carnival 2 and the service will also be simulcast or alternatively if you want to live stream the service you can log into the Tobin Brothers website uh, at tobinbrothers.com.au so that will be commencing today Dean Lester's farewell out at Cranbourne. Uh, let's get stuck into the first leg of the quaddy, which is where we'll start the Friday form focus. And gee, it's an intriguing race. It's the Carlton Draft Peter Young Stakes, a wait for age contest over 1,800 metres, where we get to see the Melbourne Cup Quinella return. Gold Trip, the $3 favourite, Emissary at $4.60, then you're at the Shawfire, $6.50, and Steinem at $8.50. Shuck, did you hear Kieran Ma this morning? 
I did hear a bit of him, yes. Wasn't well, expecting a, a lot from Gold Trip on top of the ground. Well, it like. is three dollar favourite, and he basically said, mm, "Be wary." No, nah, I'm not really yeah. uh, holding out too much hope for Gold Trip tomorrow. He's fit, but the conditions aren't going to suit. He was more keen on Steinem at eight dollars and fifty cents in the race. Yes, yeah, Steinem's in my quaddy. I think she loves top of the ground, doesn't she? And the only time she really has run a poor race is when she's been on a wet track. So, yes, Steinem. Gold Trip is not in my quaddy. I'm taking you, you, a risk. You've leave, you're leaving him out. Yes, taking a risk on him on the ground. If uh, if the trainer... Well, it's already in my mind, but if the trainer doesn't think he can win on the ground, well, I'm not going to throw him in and cruel my percentage. Class horses can overcome... Uh, yeah, they can. Negatives. Just not a lot of these Europeans like to have their hooves rattling, though. I will say that. Uh, Emissary can win. Won the Heatherly first up. In the spring, didn't he? It was a really, it was a great ride. That's what it was from John McNeil to get him through that field and get the job done. Super effort. Uh, Numerian, I think, is a, a live chance. He'll be up on the speed. Uh, he was fresh in the Chelmsford last time around and ran a really good race there. It was a heavy track, but still, it was a monstrous run. Uh, I loved his run in the Caulfield Cup. He just doesn't quite get the 2400 meters. Uh, they went to the Melbourne Cup, and he was never going to run that trip, and didn't. I think young Verta, Danny O'Brien a couple of weeks ago on one of your many programs said that they're putting a sword through staying races with him. You know, 3,200, that dream I think is gone. I don't think, uh, I think they've acknowledged that he doesn't run that trip. So if he's going to play around the 2,000 to 2,400 metre mark, I think he can start to improve his winning strike rate, being set for races like that. He's a Turnbull place getter. He's run some really good races in good company without winning, albeit. I thought his Carline Cup run in record time was very good from a mile off them. He's definitely in the quaddy. How and many so races has he won? He's won one of 16. Yeah. But they've set him for those... They've set him for cup races, haven't they? And we know Danny O'Brien is a grand final trainer and likes to have them peaking on that grand final day. So I think you have to keep that in mind with young Verta that there's probably been a bit of... Um, a bit of craft in getting him to those races and maybe he hasn't been 100% ready to go and win a lot of races that he's been in. If you do like Emissary, you would have been buoyed by Mike Moroni when we spoke to him earlier this week. This is what he had to say about Emissary. Yeah, he's pretty forward. Yeah, he'll, he'll look burly, but that's him. He's, he's, a, he's a burly sort of powerful bloke. He's um, got a great first up record. Um, yeah, no, he has. And he's, he's, look, he's... Um, He's had a couple of jump outs. We took, we gave him a trial. I couldn't find a suitable jump out here for him going far enough. So um, I took him to Tatura and he tried really well there. It was a good good effort. So um, no, I'm pretty sure he's forward enough. He reckons he's come back better than ever. He's ready to take the next step. So uh, with a with a a bit of a pot on Gold Trip, emissary at full sixty might look um, quite attractive. As does Steinman at eight fifty. So how are you playing the Peter Young? Uh, no standout bet for me. Two, three, four, seven, ten in the quaddy. Two, three, four, seven, and ten. So it's an open race. Gold trip speared by the shark. Uh, emissary goes in. Number two, four, which is young Verta goes in. Uh, sorry, the three goes in, which Numerian. is Numerian. The four, young Verta. Number seven, which is Surefire. Very good second up. And the ten. Uh, which is, what is Steinem. it? Steinem. Uh, Steinem, of course. So two, three, four, 
seven and ten in the, the first leg of the quaddy for Sharky. Got a few SMSs coming through. Um, hey boys, it's J Car Double Barber in the Blue Diamond will improve three lengths on last start. Three and lengths. I am me in the Oakley Plate who will lead them a merry chase straight to the front. Last 633. Good luck catching. Dropped six kilos after winning in 177 at Randwick. It was quick, wasn't it? Uh, it's the St George Stakes. Why did they rename it? Um, well, Peter Young was a long-time committee man, wasn't he, at uh, yep. uh, uh, MRC? I've won the Peter Young, actually, with Lucas Cranick once upon a time. Wow, we. It was a long time ago. My uh, hair was all one colour. Uh, morning, boys. Thank goodness Western Empire didn't run top three. Otherwise, I'd be cast. The Shark needs to step up today. Really dive, drive confidence into the punters with some value. Oh. Value. My best is Chain of Lightning in the Oatley Plate. Good punting, fellas. Uh, and thoughts today uh, with those who are close to the great Dean Lester. Sharky, let's get into the first leg of the quaddy. Which we just did is, the first leg. Uh, sorry, the, the leg. first group one of the day, I Come should on, say. focus. Which is the lad well, race. You've been to and you've Blue had a Diamond couple stakes. of good days down there. But you've got to focus when it's Friday form focus time. That's, it's in the name. Focus. Friday form focus. Not Friday form <laughs> meandering. We've got focus. Don't you talk to me about meandering. Listen. Thank you. Thank you, Mikey. Uh, That's for you, though. The first group one is yes. the Ladbrokes Blue Diamond Straight Stakes. Up. Now, the scratchings in this race, uh, Cigar Flicks out, Beauty Rising is out as well. Steel City's, gee, it's been well back this week. It's been $5 into $4.20 after drawing a really nice gate. Blinkers go on. Ma Eustace, Kieran Ma is pretty confident before. Um, James Cummings has been just as confident about Barber. Mm. J Carr on board, undefeated, 5.50. Brave Halo had no luck behind Barber last starts. Drawn a little awkwardly in 15s at 7.50. The Instructor, I had a look at its win again this morning. Nothing it's wrong with the, the Instructor. perfect horse for this race, this track. It's at $10. Don Corleone, he's well. been missing the start, gets back. He's at $10 chance. Little Bros could be over the odds at $11. Yes. And, you know, even VC might have been... A little bit forgotten at $19. And uh, even Sensical, I didn't mind the way Sensical hit the line. Oh, please. It's at $31. Yeah, and then now is that bag Sensical. Is and that then you're going to say, oh, Peter Moody's on the line. And then Peter Moody's going <laughs> to no, rip no, shreds off me. That's what's going to happen. There's isn't no it? Peter Moody. You're saying nonsensical. Yeah, nonsensical. Okay. That is nonsensical. Who do you like in the diamond? Look, I think the Sydney form is superior to the Melbourne form. I think there's a very good cult in Sydney called Red Resistance, and there's a really good filly called Learning to Fly. And Steel City has run them both to half a length. Blinkers go on. Tongue tie goes on. I'm not uh, enamoured with the gear changes. <laughs> they're, they're, one, of those, one of those items of gear is to help you breathe, and the other one is to keep you focused. So I don't mind about blinkers. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Well, she probably of the pair. She probably doesn't need blinkers because she's got that propensity just to wander, get the wanders up. She's a bit like me. She sort of goes on a tangent that last hundred, doesn't she? Just gets you off. You could do with the blinkers. Just, just and strays off a true line from time to time. Still city, but I think she is the most likely winner of this race. The form is there for us to see and enjoy, and she's drawn well. She's got a class jockey on. I think she wins this race. Barber is the typical Godolphin, well-educated, sensible cult that just goes to the races and wins. We, they probably find one every year, don't they? And James Cummings was open and honest, and then the other day when I spoke to him, 
a lot of improvement to come out of that first upwind. Yes, allegedly. Yeah, absolutely. So he, I'm sure there are others in this race that will improve as well. Uh, but we must listen to the maestro when he delivers pearls like that, mustn't we? So well, Let's have a listen to what he had to say. Yes, Here let's. is his little grab, James Cummings on Barber. I, I don't mind his barrier, provided he gets into clear air when he needs to. Um, he, can be, he can be sort of in the middle of the ruck there um, and conserving energy and, and do his best to pounce on them late. Short sharp. That was a little grab, wasn't you it? You don't normally get short sharp. No, James he, he likes to espouse, doesn't he? But uh, no, that was very uh, that was very short sharp. Hey, uh, have a listen to what Adrian Bott had to say about the instructor. Look, I, I feel we've got a uh, certainly got a, a real life chance and one of the better chances that we've taken down for the race in in a number of years. So, um, yeah, a lot of confidence in in in, in that regard. Uh, but yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, certainly it's an open open race for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, as I said, I'm re- really pleased with the preparation that he's had, and um, you know, potentially sort of with the with the draw and how how we're expecting it to work out. Um, feel he's in, I think he's in, in in a great place. Where do you have the instructor in your ratings? He'll be right up on speed, won't he? Uh, he is a fast horse. I don't think they're going to be doing anything but let him run. So you know, he'll be up there doing his best, right up on speed. And he will be hard to run down, but he's going to have company, isn't he? The instructor. How, how much speed, taking oh. into, um, I suppose, consideration what Mick Price had to say, maybe there'll be more pressure than a normal Blue Diamond, which is traditionally high pressure because of these barriers and the lakeside circuit. So, how much pressure do you think there will be? Two rod scamper, there's always, and it's a Group 1, so there's always pressure in these sort of races to full field. Yeah. They're, they'll be going at slightly quicker than average tempo, I reckon. It's, tends to be the, the recipe in these sort of races. What does Ollie do on Brave Halo from 15? Uh, I don't know. He, he's look, he's one of the all-time greats, isn't he, Damien Oliver? But it'll take an all-time great ride from out there in 16. He either gives them a head start or he goes forward and hopes the horse handles that corner and that you know coming around and down at speed. It's not the easiest turn to be sitting wide on pace, is it, for Brave Halo? So he's a risk for me. But, which is a shame because he never really got a crack at them in the prelude. And I reckon he would have been closer to Barber at the finish. I've heard some argue that he would have beaten Barber. Don't know if I'd go that far, but it's a tough steer from 16. So it sounds like you're pretty confident about Steel City. Is she a bet? Uh, yeah, I think she is. She's If she's hanging around that $4 or north of $4, I think you can have a go. I'm just backing that form line. I think they're two very good horses that she's been beaten by in Sydney. Uh, Barber's definitely in the quaddy. Little Bros is definitely in the quaddy. Fair bit of confidence coming from Ben and JD Hayes in dispatches since that run. Well, his, his run was really good last time. It was very, very good. Does he need to... He's a sneaky little good horse, I think. Well, we spoke to Ben Hayes yesterday and said, does he need to get that far back? So hopefully he won't be as far back from that good gate. Yeah, I think he's a balance-up, hit-the-line horse in saying that. I don't know if you want to be banging right up there in the first four or five. I think he's probably a midfield settler. Uh, VC, tough draw, very, very tough draw. But I think there's a touch of quality about this horse as well. I think they're going to have to be a bit patient with VC early in the race from that gate. Don Corleone, interesting horse, has the raw talent, 
But there are some quirks there, aren't there? There are some definite quirks. Uh, he could win the race. I think he's got to go in the quaddy. But can you back him? Uh, don't know. Last three winners of the Diamond. Tagalow at $26. Artorias, $13. Dormier, $20. Who's, yes. the, who's the value best play in the Diamond? The value best play in the Diamond. You know what? At $11, it is probably Little Bros. But if you back the horse like VC last start at what was he a dollar ninety or two dollar what was VC last time two dollar sixty and a well back favourite in the chairman's if you took that price you'd be looking at the nineteen dollars and thinking what am I missing he didn't run poorly in the chairman's I just don't think he accelerated on the soft ground well that's exactly what Kieran Mar says he said there's not that much between VC and Steel City. VC obviously has got a more awkward gait. Yeah. And look, the market overreacts sometimes with these two-year-old races. We've only seen the horse twice. I think it's pretty harsh to be putting the spear through him and having him at $19. Um, <laughs> what about... Um, you know, off one run that was like beating a length and a bit. Can you give Party for two any chance? No. Not for me. No, Nikita Berryman, fairy tale. I would love... Exploring? I would love uh, Nikita to win a Blue Diamond. That would be fantastic. And I hope I get an invite to the after party. But I just think it falls a bit short. I think the best filly is Steel City. Okay. I think um, she's got them covered. Sharky, don't leave extreme threat out of your no, body. No, it's left out. Did you hear the train? Well, before? yeah, I, I was thinking it might be a little each way sneaky, but yeah, Mick Price basically said place yeah, best. He said, yeah, no. Yeah. All not right. For, not for him. Not for me. You're on Steel City. I am. At four dollars twenty. Yes. I think it's getting a bit tight. No, four twenty's all right. Anything with four in front of it's okay. Um, give us your diamond quaddy numbers. One four seven, eight, twelve. One four seven, eight, and honourable mentions to the instructor. You've left the instructor out. Yeah. Left Silly. Yeah. You was right. either the instructor or Don Corleone. I just think Don Corleone might have. It's irrelevant in as far as tomorrow's race goes, but I think Don Corleone will be the better horse in time. That tends to get me over the line sometimes. I know in time doesn't equate to who's the better horse tomorrow, but look, that's just how my mad mind works. So Barber, one. Yes. Four, Little Bros. Yes. Seven. VC. VC. Mm-hmm. Eight, um, which... Don Corleone. Is Don Corleone, and 12 which is Steel City. Sharky's numbers in the quaddy. He's pretty confident the Philly Steel City will give Ma and Eustace a first group one in the Blue Diamond. One, four, seven, eight, and 12. We'll take a quick break. On the other side of this, we'll come back with the Futurity and the Oakley Plate. Inside the weekend's biggest races, RSN 927's Racing Pulse and Friday Form Focus. Welcome back to Friday Form Focus with the Shark. We are looking at the Group 1s and we are now up to the Futurity at Caulfield, which at Caulfield, at Sandown. Don't go to Caulfield tomorrow. Don't go to Caulfield. At Sandown. Do not go there. (laughs) The Lamaro's Hotel Futurity Stakes. Don't go. Just to make sure you know where you're going, we've got 10 double passes, general admission tickets to give away for Blue Diamond Stakes Day. Thanks to Andy Lewis and our good friends at the Emerald Hotel. So first 10 callers through on one three hundred six five two nine two seven. now. You'll get a double pass uh, to get in for free at Sandown tomorrow. It'll be a cracking day. I know they've got a lot of entertainment, a lot of food trucks, kids, 
fun, family, yes. as Get well there. as the best horses on Are you track. going? Uh, we'll be out there for a little bit. Oh, so okay, beautiful. It'll be a good day. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Very good. Uh, uh, speaking of Caulfield, mm. I was talking to somebody in charge of grass last night, and those tracks are coming along very, very well at Caulfield. Might be worth... Uh, Sending our intrepid reporter out there for a look, Matty Stewart, at some point next well, week. Absolutely. We might do a little update. We might actually get um, little update. Matty you know, Kane it's on. It's a or good idea. To uh, go out and have a look Impressive at Impressive was the word used last really? night. Okay. Mm. Um, this was obviously a, a big catch-up that you had last night. It was. Well, some very uh, high-powered individuals were at the, uh, at, the, at the Dad's Night last night. So, yeah, solving all the problems. Of the world. Well, hopefully you can solve... Including some of yours. Hopefully you can solve the problem of the futurity. Oh, state that's solved. Because there's solved. A, there's a couple of scratchings that have come out. Laws of Industry in Sydney and Mr Mozart's come out as well, which is uh-huh. a late scratching today, which could make things interesting with the map. And if you missed Mick Price tomorrow, he basically said, look, we may even need to say there's a change of tactics because I'm thinking he will be sitting maybe... One out, one back in the top four. This is Mick Price uh, saying that. So Alligator Blood maybe leads. Mr Brightside maybe outside. Alligator Blood, Nugget on the fence. And I'm Thunderstruck sitting one out, one back. He is now into $2.90 favouritism with those scratchings. Alligator Blood, 360. Mr Brightside is at $4.60. And Nugget's at $5. You're then out to Oberon at 10 and... Aegon at $16. Let's whip through a couple of the trainers from this week. Adrian Bott on Alligator Blood. He's, he will improve off that run. Um, sort of expect it very similar to, to the last campaign and, and hoping to have him peaking second up over the mile. Um, I thought he ran great second up over the mile last preparation when just sort of going down in um, in, in the Maccabi. Um So obviously sort of the, the campaign has been centred around the, the all-star mile for him. And Mr. Brightside, Ben Hayes. No, I think one will run at 14, no problem. Uh, he's got an electric turn of foot. Uh, he's very fast, horse matches assets. So I don't think the 1400 be an issue, but after this, he'll definitely be looking for the mile. So they're confident about Brightside. Alligator Blood maybe goes better second up, but we're now back to what the old-fashioned weight for age 1400-metre, 1600-metre races look like. It's a field of six. The CF4 was a, a high-pressure, good speed race. It may not be this way now tomorrow, Sharky. No. Uh, I still think on Thunderstruck wins. I just think that first up run was a great pointer to a great preparation. I can't see him running poorly in this. I think the small field sort of helps him. I think it'll be an even, controlled tempo. He doesn't need them to go super quick. He just needs them to go at a controlled, even gallop, and he'll be able to get over the top. Uh, it'll test test some of these, I think, that have aspirations on going to that level. I'm thunderstruck with a run under his belt, ready to rock and roll uh, tomorrow. I can really see improvement from uh, Mr. Brightside if they go forward. I think he's probably the danger. And I think the other one you put in the quaddy is Nugget because... He ran really well. He ran really, he ran really, really well, didn't he? And look, winners that go through their grades out here, particularly if they've got a, a European suffix next to their name, they can find their way to this sort of level fairly quickly. And I think Nugget was a really well-placed, well-rated horse when he came out here. And he's gone from an 88, bang, bang, to a listed race 
into a Group 1 placing. Now, ultimately, he might be better in a Group 1 handicap uh, as these horses start to get some fitness on their side, the, the better weight for age horses. But he's going to have an impact at weight for age at some point. He'll win a weight for age race at some point. Whether it's Group 1, Group 2, I'm not sure. But, you know, he's capable at the level. So he goes in the quaddy. Are you going to put alligator blood in the quaddy? No. You're potting alligator blood well, in the quaddy? I just think, first up, he's, he's going to have to be faultless to win this. Well, it might not be a... A last man standing affair. He could maybe get away with being eighty yeah, percent fit. I don't know. If, I don't think he's an eighty percent fit horse. Slash, that equates to being better than on Thunderstruck. I just don't think he's that animal. My Oberon is an intriguing horse. Gee, look good winning on Cox Plate Day. Yep, nice horse handicapper at this grade. Handicapper. Yeah. What, look, he, I know he won uh, Crystal Mile, and it was weight for age, but that it was a that's he beat Banker's Choice and Buffalo River handicappers. And Aegon's no slouch either. Is it just the race shape for him? He's going to make it hard. I think ultimately at this level, they just find him out. All right. So it sounds like you're pretty confident. I'm, I'm having are a we, win bet we, on I'm Thunderstruck. Are we having a bet at two ninety? Yeah, I'm having a win bet on. It's two ninety now. Well, with the three dollars forty yesterday. Yeah, oh yeah, I guess with the scratch. Mr. Mozart and laws of indices have come out. Yes, yes, I understand. Yeah, two ninety still. I can take that. Yeah, happy days. All I'll, right, I'll have a play there and one three and eight in the quaddy. Uh, one, which I understand is half the field, but you know, one three and eight. One three eight. No alligator blood. No. One. I'm Thunderstruck. Three, Mr. Brightside. Eight, Nugget. Uh, is Thunder a good version of Tom Melvin? Oh, that's a little harsh. I think he's... I don't understand the knock on this horse. I, I well, honestly, I, I, think I don't because, get it. I think it's because he has started favourite, second favourite, um, and he hasn't won, what, in his okay. last six starts. Okay, so the McKinnon is probably over the top. Before that, he's run Animo to less than half a length. Before that, he ran Animo to a head. Uh, okay, Underwood, you could argue, was a bit off his best, but he won a Group 1, what, five starts ago? Yeah. It's, he's not, I, he's I, not I, a bad horse. He's a very... I love him. It's I, an I think even, he, should, he should win tomorrow. That's what I'm thinking. So if you, take, if you take Animo out of the equation and you look at our Group 1 weight for age horses, they are exceptionally even, and they take turns. Correct. Winning. So if it's D-Day for... I'm Thunderstruck. Well, it's D-Day for all of them, really, because they all take turns. Apart from Animo, who just is a winning machine. All right, so it's a bet tomorrow. I'm yes. thunderstruck. Yes, yes. Uh, Sharky, alligator blood, yep. just jumps, leads, wins. How can you leave him out of the quaddy? Uh, my mind works in mysterious ways, my friend, whoever you are. Morning, anonymous. boys. Hey, Sharknado. It's your good mate, Hosky, here. Hey, Thanks Hosky. For your wedding tip the other day, That's all right, the boys brother. were launching. I've got a New Zealand multi for you uh, this week. Race 7, number 7, La Creek. Yes. Good group one race La tomorrow. Creek. Um, Mick Gear and Keenan La Creek tomorrow too. Race Mickey four G. number one, Tycoon uh, Tokyo Tycoon. Yes. And roll that into in secret in Sydney. Oh, bit of across uh, the Tasman multi action. I like that. Um, another a little bit of this, a little bit of that for the Hoskinator. Uh, Cox Plate Thunder had a horror run. He did a huge job to get so close. Um, Hi, boys. Uh, very first time, very long time. Love your work. Mm. If Lofty Strike can win the Oakley Plate, it will give Froggy a very unique Melbourne Sprint treble okay. crown, which he already has. Lightning Stakes at the Valley, Oakley Plate at Sandown, Newmarket at Caulfield. Hey, Tim. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Tim from Don Valet is an outstanding... Give Tim a prize. Outstanding first-time uh, tweet. What have you got here? Have you got any uh, 
Is there memorabilia here? Has Jack got a well, logie we, we can give her and give will, him or something? We like, will, we'll, uh, we'll find... Give him something. We'll give him a double pass. Reach so. into your trophy cabinet we'll give, at home. Give him a double pass. When you get pass. home tonight, reach into the trophy cabinet and pull something out for the man. I love it. That was outstanding. Well done. That's the level we need. Signed photo Sharky of the two of you. Bring Have that you, level. You, you still doing those photos with your... The Ladbrokes Oakley plate is the last of nine. When's and Moomba, King or Queen of Moomba? Have they signed you up for that yet? We need to ride your fader. This is a Group 1 race over 1,100 metres, and it's one of the deepest Oakley plates we have seen. Uh, Lombardo, Mick Price told us earlier, is out. Uh, out. That's the only scratching at this stage. The favourite is Asfura. What a long-term target this has been first up for Henry Dwyer. $5.50. Mm. I am me. Really good push from Kieran Maher at $6. Strong. Of Lightning, seven fifty, uh, And then there's a host. A host of horses. If you missed Henry Dwyer, this is what he had to say about Esfura yesterday. Two more sleeps to get through without anything getting wrong. And but touch wood, we've had a, a faultless preparation for dates and everything's gone as planned, which it probably needed to with a pretty tight turnaround between Derby Day and when she needed to be back in work. I think she had four weeks in the paddock and she had about five weeks down at um, the farm at St. Anna's and she's been back up here at Ballarat for the last four weeks and uh, I was a little bit nervous about bringing her back up here because she has been pretty highly strung in previous preparations but she just seems really mentally settled and um, as I said, we haven't had an issue this prep so very happy with her. Is she good enough to win the Oakley Plate, Asfura? She's fast and she's a winner. It's a handicap. I think she's in the game. Is she better with some giving the track? Maybe. Maybe she's just that little bit better when she can get her toe in. That would be my question on Asfura. How hard... Is the speed going to be? Oh, Asfura's up it'd be there. Hard. I am me. It'd will be, be real up hard. There. It's um, it's quick. There's some quick horses. So there. are they going to cut each other? <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. this is the second this is the second winning post with the long straight. Yeah. And James Cummings, Mick Price, uh, other trainers that we talked to say there seems to be this anomaly that despite this long straight with the second winning post on the lakeside, they can't make that ground that you would expect them to what do you think it may be maybe uh, just controlling the tempo maybe and the leaders uh, able to sneak away a little bit maybe lots of speed here uh it's funny when you look at a race in oxley road you think oh he may not lead this <laughs> and he's and he's quick i think i'm gonna have two bets in the race right only two I, yeah only two i think I Am Me is your best on-speed option. And you may recall from previous episodes of Friday Form Focus, we have taken a two-bet play with the best on-speed horse and the best run-on horse. And you know what? I think we've got like the last three of them. And I think two of the three races we've talked about like that, they've run one too. So take heed, uh, fair punters. I think I Am Me is the best on-speed horse in the race. She's really quick. Uh, track record, time, the last time. time. running in Sydney, ridiculous. Oh, it's crazy. Like running 107 and change at Randwick. She's slick. She's got a turn of foot. Uh, love horses that can get up on speed and quicken from an on-speed position. Jamie Carr, no weight inside gate. Would you like her to lead or sit from gate one, just behind a leader? She can do whatever she wants, really. She doesn't have to lead. It's not It's not as if 
Uh, it's game over if she doesn't lead. Very, very hard to beat. But my top pick in the race is a horse that I expect to be balancing up just off midfield. Uh, he's drawn to get some room to move. I was in love with him in the Rubiton when I saw him in the yard. Doesn't have the straightest legs in the world, but my God, what a rig this horse has. Lofty strike. Oh. I can't believe he's Let's $10 go. again. Julius Sandu, our friend down at Cranbourne. I think uh, he was emotional, wasn't he, after that win? He's a lot riding on this horse. A, he's been through a lot with this horse. He would have started favourite in the Blue Diamond last year. A lot riding on this horse for Mr. Sandu. Well, he's a... And for the owners I know, too, I, Mr. Lafitas. I know he's not, he's not overly well-conformed, but by Schnitzel out of pedigree to die overreach, for. if he can win a Group 1 Blue Diamond, what would he be worth? Oh, I don't know. So you've got to take confirmation into account. I mean, like I haven't scrutinised the horse, and there are better scrutinisers of stallion prospects than me out there, but uh, I was talking to a very knowledgeable gentleman yesterday, and we are talking about this very horse, and he said, you know what? If they're fast and they've got a pedigree, they're worth a lot of money, and they're going to get a lot of mares. And that's pretty much as simple as it is with Lofty Strike, if that day should come for him. I think he can win the Oakley Plate, and it would be bloody fantastic if a trainer like Julius Sandu, who's a very competent horseman, but he doesn't have a big stable, does he? Uh, he's been he's very good to listen to, very entertaining, and I want to listen to him holding an Oakley Plate trophy tomorrow Fro- afternoon. Frog and so confident, said the improvement he's he taken. He is, isn't he? Is, is enormous. So, Lofty at $10. I, I can't believe $10, this. it is the each way bet of the day. I can't believe he's $10. Of the day. So, Lofty on top. Yes. You're on Speed Horses, I am me. Um, I'm going to quickly run through a couple. Give me quick answers. Chain of Lightning from two. Great each way chance. One of many. King of Sparta? Sneaky top three chance, I reckon. King of Sparta. Going very well. Star Patrol. Um, very good first up. Very good first up. Uh, he beat on the lead and Starry Legend. Both would start 150 to 1 in this race. Uncommon James. Well, I had him as a live chance until he drew 14. I think that hurts him. Zapateo, Mark Hunter's Ramaruffy. Zapateo is in the game. I think more of a place chance than a win chance, but the trials in Sydney... That trial where it beat Sajardin and um, the good filly of Wallers, whose name escapes me, uh, running tomorrow, Zugotcha, was awesome. What about Rockin' Horse? Has she Must been go forgotten? in the quaddy. Must. $51. Michael, just promise me one thing tomorrow. Promise me you'll put Rockin' Horse in the quaddy. And don't tell me Master Crusader could knock everyone out. Who? Master Crusader. No. All right. Not for me. Uh, it is open. There's an SMS here saying, um, just put an F in, boys. Uh, you need an F. No, you don't. No, you don't. You only need three. All right. One. This is outrageous. One is the value. Rock and Horse is the value. Dual Group 1 winner, and you cop them $31. Lunacy. 10, Lofty Strike, top pick. Each way, better the day. 13, I am me. One. Ten. Ten. Thirteen. Thirteen. Thank you, Marianne. Sharknado coming Thank home you, with just officials. three runners in the Oakley Plate. One, Rock and Horse. Ten, Lofty Strike. 
and 13, I am me. Jeez, uh, a lot of uh, SMSs coming through Fire here. Fire them up. Lofty Undershark, he'll be fourth last in the run. Uh, look, speed map, pervs out there, good luck. You spend a lot of, a lot of people spend a lot of time working out where horses are in the run. Ultimately, I just want to know where they are at the finish. Am I missing something in the Oakley Plate? Lofty, 53, gate 10, relax, let down, the long Flemington climb. Not sure how he is in favourite. Uh, Rock and Horse, any chance carrying that weight? Yes, yes, That's yes. That's from Sean, absolutely. Sean, yes. Um, there's a couple Brother. on. Uh, IME has form, but will have plenty of company on pace. Backmarkers have work cut out. Marine, one Uncommon Jane's good chances from where they oh. will sit in the run. Yeah, maybe. Um there's a few on, on Thunderstruck. The knock on Thunderstruck's ridiculous. Win, lose, yes. or draw tomorrow. It is ridiculous. He still wins the All-Star. I love how you Rod. announced that. It's ridiculous. Um, he's Agreed. a late-for-age horse. We've been screaming out for it. Everyone wants to knock him. That's I love right. the Thunder. Stop knocking Thunder. Thunder's a bit like Superimposer's early career, chasing Vo Rogue. He then mm. won a Cox Plate later on. Well, so. there you go. That's before my time because I'm only a very young man. Oh, but rubbish. I agree. I can sort of vaguely remember Superimpose. We're going to take a break. Uh, we've looked at the quaddy and the Group 1s. We'll come back and have a look at the undercard on Blue Diamond Day. The Group 1s in Sydney. We'll get to more of your SMSs. Josh from Horsham will find us some country winners as well. All that's still to come on your Friday Form Focus. Inside the weekend's biggest races, RSN 927's Racing Pulse and Friday Form Focus. Uh, welcome back to Friday Form Focus. If you've just joined us, we have had a look at the quaddy and also the Group 1s. You'll be able to download the podcast to listen to yes. McSharkey's Words of Wisdom. And we'll also put up his selections on social media. I'll give you those quaddy numbers now in case you did miss them, though. First leg, 2 3 4 7 10 into 4 7 8 and 12 in the blue diamond steel city on top selection in the futurity 1 3 8 almost a declaration wasn't it of I'm Thunderstruck. Yeah, let's go with that. And very keen a two horse strategy in the Oakley plate. I am me and Lofty Strike. Only 3 you'll need in the last leg according to Mick Sharkey. 1 10 and 13. All right, let's My get... My dad listens to the podcast every week. You know that? Well, did, uh, we met your uncle, the smart sharky, down in Tasmania, Kevin. He was very uh, considered, I thought, in that interview. No, he was indeed. He can, and he can have an opinion, that's for sure. And he's uh, a very nice man, but I did see a window into your future. What's that? When he wandered in and... Uh, not a hair on the bonds. There are two... Um, Your hair is marching back very quickly, and I can see where it's going to end up. There are two genetic types in our family. <laughs> Tall and athletic with hair, i.e. me. And there's a shorter, stouter version that tends to be bald. My brother fits into that category, and so does my uncle. Well, I think there might be a crossover uh, where you are concerned. Hey, there's some news coming through from Chris Waller-Ree, Nature Strip. He's put out in the social media this morning that Nature Strip has pulled up well after finishing unplaced in the Lightning. And he'll have a trial, and then all being well, he will continue on to the TJ Smith. And, of course, the big news yesterday from Annabelle Neesham was that they're just not happy with Zaki. He's going to the paddock. They're going to give him another little break. So Great he's management. out of all of the autumn races. I know Tab and some others still have him in the markets. Get rid of him. He's not running. Get him out of the markets now. 
Um, don't suck any punters in. Um, and he's out of the um, All-Star Mile as well. He's off to the paddock. Uh, let's get stuck into the first race tomorrow, which is the Ladbrokes Victoria Gold Cup. Uh, right you are. Gee whiz. $1.70. Sure. Um, Saracen Knights at $4.20. High Emotion at $7. Good luck to Bald Eagle and Connections with their Melbourne Cup place getter. Uh, then you're out to other stayers and uh, horses who are looking for further. On paper, it should be basically the same as last start. On speed, control the tempo, kick away and win. But are you happy to take a dollar seventy? right you are? Uh, he should win. Dollar seventy. right you are. Wow. It's a phrase I didn't think I'd ever utter. Um, but look, the horse in white-hot form, isn't he? He's been... A winning machine over summer. It's the right race for him. He can go and get some black type and win this race tomorrow. I thought the overs in the race. If you, really, we're dealing with some stayers here, resuming um, some good stayers. Like Saracen Knight got the better of me a couple of times during the spring. He'd have to be some sort of chance. High emotion always runs well fresh for the Bald Eagle and crew. I think she'll do the same again. I thought at big odds, though, stars of Karam could run a nice race. Thirty odd dollars. I thought it was overs, but right, you are as the top pick for sure. All right, take the dollar seventy. Uh, wow, maybe in a little multi. Well, uh, one dollar seventy. You love a multi, don't you, Karen? Um, uh, Shuffle dancer, race two. Got a lot of time for Bet. her in the Angus Amanasco. It's the Bet. three dollars sixty favourite. It is backable. Bet. G- Gator was keen on Call Die with that Sydney form yesterday. Five dollars fifty. Gator uh, is drunk. Up Hills six dollars. She's Liberty split seven dollars, and then out the Royal Merchant seven fifty. Um, gate nine should get some clear air. Three dollars sixty. It's very backable. Shuffle dancer. It's so backable. It is so backable. Uh, I know Gator's kicking up for call. Die. Yes, good tough win. Did a bit of work early last time in Sydney. Got the job done well. She's got a pedigree to be a good horse, doesn't she? But I just think Shuffle Dancer. Uh, I was a little bit on the fence with her last time at the price. I thought there was value in the race. Um, as Peter Moody said, sometimes it doesn't matter what price they are, the best horse just goes and wins. It did that. It did that and some, didn't it, Shuffle Dancer? I think she'll win this and you're copying $3.60. That was an arrogant victory at the Valley. Arrogant. Do you think she's lickety split will improve... Yeah. Out to 1400, good gate. Yeah, she's look at his split and laced up heels. Both come through the Rich Fortune race. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, they were both really good in that race. Uh, both got back. I thought she's look at his split. Probably, probably wants ground more than laced up heels. I think laced up heels is a bit sharper. But I think this race brings them both on for a crack at a, a 1600 metre race somewhere. Right. I just think they're vulnerable against the turn of foot that Shuffle Dancer possesses. She is a bet. Shuffle Dancer, a good bet. Race two at 360. The mannerism, the Katnar Jewelers mannerism is race number three. Larkspur Run is out, heads to Sydney. We've got Pride of Jenny, gate one, $4 favourite. Espiona comes back down to yeah. Victoria Interesting. at 440. Gators giving her another chance. Uh huh. Um, Turath drops a lot in class, $4.60. And Barb Raider, we heard from Jerome Hunter. Um, she's fit, 
and she's well, but there are bigger fish to fry a little later, including a Mornington Cup is the aim to try and win a ticket into the Caulfield Cup. Uh, Torrigine uh, just doesn't know how to run a bad race. Is at $5. And the only other runner in the field is Forbidden City at $10. So we've got a small field, all bar one, $5 yeah. or under. Gator is probably the most forgiving man oh. I've ever met. You know, Espiona just continues to do him wrong. You couldn't. Mate. Yet he Could keeps you? letting her hop into the bed. Like he's just—he's so forgiving. It's ridiculous. But I will say this: last time she was in Melbourne, she won a stakes race by six and a half lengths. So is she better on left-hand turning tracks, or has she just been disappointing, or is it a combination of both? I can't bet in the race because Espiona's there. I don't want to get on the wrong side it's a of tricky her. Tricky race. I don't want to get on the wrong side of her. I don't want to back her. So I'm just going to watch. Chirath was average last time. Super first up. Hard to back off that last run. But you could back her off the previous again. What do you do? Barb Raider has trialled and jumped out super, and, and she could beat them all. She, She's the top pick, but I'm not betting in the race. Yeah, I, I think it's a um, a tricky race. How good's Jerome Hunter going just quietly? Oh, airborne. And when we speak of airborne, let's get to Rich Fortune. Mm-hmm. The Ladbrokes Zedative Stakes, over 1,200 metres, uh, no scratchings, spacewalk, Drawn two, Jay Carr on board is the favourite. Really nice win last start, 3.30. Queen of the ball, um, $4. Rich Fortune's at $5, and you had the recommendation. Now, Rich Fortune, oh. Sharknado, you were very keen on last start. Yeah, 15 bucks, thank you. Saw, Hope you all cashed in. Saw daylight and yeah. just went bang. She's group one horse in the making, Rich Fortune. I She reminds me a lot of a horse called Far Rain going back a Far few years. Rain. Yeah, I reckon she's an elite sprinter. Yeah, won a this lightning, thing. didn't it? Won something good. Yeah, it might have won a VRC Classic when yeah. it was on Oaks Day, I reckon. I wag school to watch it. Um, yeah, anyway, it's it's a very good horse. It was nommed for the Oakley Plate. They obviously didn't get a run. I would have been happy to back it in Oakley Plate. I think she's something pretty special this horse with even luck she will win this she is the best bet of the day at 550 best bet of the day yep i'd back her as low as i'd take as low as two dollars seventy in this what yeah i think i think she just beats these five well she's into five dollars you can even get a dollar 85 the place just back her so take the each way if you like it take the each way you can go one by three. You can go two by three. You can do whatever you like to protect your backside here, but she will be winning this race. Oh, Mikey, there's our clip. That's almost as good as uh, I'll tip like, the card. James Cummings says Barber's a weapon. If if Barber is a weapon, this thing is a fortress with missile launchers all over it and a nuclear warhead attached to it. Like It is serious, this horse. It's a good thing. Listen to me out there, Hang people. On. Listen to me. This is a proper animal. A very, very good sprinting filly. Rich Fortune. Let's hope it's well named. Mic drop. Shark out. This race. Um, for those who think Sharknado can get a little carried away, maybe add a little bit of mayo, um, Jerome Hunter was almost just as bullish. He said, I wanted to run in the Oakley Plate. He said, if you go back look at times, uh, Lofty Strike had the whole straight. Whole straight. On the same day, we had 70, 70 metres of daylight. That's all it was. And Berkey and I were high-fiving. We were up and about. Everyone was up and about. Bought some stranger a beer in the public at Sandown who happened to be within the, um, the zone of success. 
Rich Fortune, Michael. All right. This is as strong a push as Do the it. shark has had for a long, long time. Rich Fortune, good thing. Race four. Don't let your dreams be dreams. In the zedative. Uh, wow. Take, take what is on offer. We're all on board now. Brace. Let's, let's get to race number five. I want a camera on Mick Sharkey wherever you are watching the Zedative. It's my wife's birthday tomorrow, fortune. so I won't be at the track, sadly. Although I, I did suggest that Sam has a great family day out. The kids would love it. You'll be, but you'll be in some yeah. group meditation session. Well, yeah, there's probably uh, a breathwork thing going on somewhere that I can get roped into. is the Autumn Classic. This is over 1,800 metres. Uh, we can take out Artzino. Not going well, according to Mick Price. Oh. Going out for a little break. Uh, Pericles... Oh, gets to 1800 drawn seven, J Carr on board, into $3.20. Even James Cummings said, I want to see him do it this week. Uh, Hennessy Lad's got fitness on its side, $4.80. Mr Maestro, I thought he ran all right last start in a bit of restricted room. It looked like he almost wanted to lay in a little bit, but he's drawn a good gate for a good run at $5. A cost of $8.00. Uh, and then you're out to bigger odds, the remainder. Who do you like in the Autumn Classic? Important score update from the North Melbourne-Richmond practice game. North Melbourne's a goal up. Here we go, Kangas. We're on. Well, come and talk to us in September. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, probably shouldn't go too early, should I? Good race for some horses heading towards uh, Alistair Clarks and the like. You would think that would be the sort of pathway for some of these. Uh, maybe with Rose Hill Guinea's aspirations, possibly... Uh, Acosta goes forward, hard to run down, up on speed. Mr. Maestro's drawn beautifully to get a run in that first four or five. Really liked his run first up. I know Pericles finished uh, ahead of him, but it was only a marginal margin that it did have. A lot of money for Pericles that day. Lots mm. and lots and lots and lots of money. Uh, he's the obvious danger. Like this horse coming down from Sydney. How many emails do you get a day, by the way? Your email machine. These are SMSs from the listeners. Are they? Which I will get to in a moment. Right. I yes. thought they were emails. No. You've subscribed to a lot These of mailing lists. The listeners talking about how mad you are. Right. So, okay. Osbury Rising Sun. Arguably the worst named horse. What is going on there? It's a shocking name. You know, it should be in a trots race with a name like that. You know, like <laughs> Hoochie Coochie Dag Bag or something. You know, it's a shocking name. Shocking name. But the horse has ability. Uh, interested to see how it goes up against some of these. Mr. Meister on top. From Pericles, not much between them. Well, not not quite as much confidence as what you had in the last race. I can't no. see Mister Maestro missing a place. Well, he, he should. getting a dollar ninety the place. A dollar ninety the place. Three. What? Barrier three. He's five dollars a dollar ninety. I'm smelling a place multi here. This is Matt Stewart territory from you. I can. See, look, this is this will be your bet tomorrow. You go, Barb Raider, uh, not Barb Raider. Fridge Fortune the place. Mister Maestro the place. Lofty strike the place. That, that does sound enticing. Let's, let's just see what that's right. actually. I'm going to work that out. Uh, you can work you, that out uh, while we take a break, and talk. I'll come back with some SMSs. Yeah, uh, that's that. a look at Sandown. We're going to have a look in Sydney as well, and we will get to Joshy from Horsham. All that's still to come on Friday Form Focus. Inside the weekend's biggest races, RSN 927's Racing Pulse and Friday Form Focus. Back to Friday, form focus with the Shark G. We've got a lot of uh, Oh, we've got some messages now. Hey, Shark, maps are crucial in sprint races. Absolutely crucial. Uh, listen, Matt boy, enough. The Sandown public won't be the same tomorrow without Shark's bright orange Archie's at the end of his under. I've got him here. Calves. 
Uh, yeah, how good were the calves, by the way? I got a few compliments on the baby cows when I was out at Sandown. Any Thank you, chance people. Shark can shut up uh, about no. other rubbish and stay on track? Uh, no. That's from Lex. No chance, Lex. Um, thanks I only know one way. to RSN for the giveaway race tickets to Blue Diamond. I'll be following the shark with rich fortune. Looking forward to a great day at Sandown. Cheers, Brendan from Cranbourne East. Good, Good on you, Brendan. Brendan. Uh, Enjoy your day. Uh, now I'm hoping Meridius doesn't spoil Shark's no, party. It won't. Uh, morning, boys. Oyster here. Oyster. What about Sharknado? The energy and uh, ex, uh, execution he's bringing this morning is outstanding. There's so, yeah. blood in the water. Yes. Uh, my best is Little Bros tomorrow from uh-huh. Oyster. Uh, get on, punters. Uh, he also likes... Um, uh, what have we got? No, he's just given his reasons why. So good luck to you, Oyster. Uh, thoughts on Royal Merchant running 1400, Sharky? Uh, others preferred. Sharky, my all up on Saturday. Race one, number six, Right You Are. Yes. Race two, number three, Shuffle Dancer. Ooh. And race eight, I'm Thunderstruck. I like that all In, up. Into race nine, just for a little bit more, I Am Me. Crikey. So if that lobs Tim, all good chances. On you, you, Tim. You're going to be laughing. Uh, sorry, guys, who was that that went to the paddock? Zaki, Zaki. was the horse yesterday Zaki that is has been announced as going to the paddock. Uh, Sharky, let's have a look at these features in Sydney Please. tomorrow. Uh, the Chipping Norton. Do we take a dollar seventy? Animo, who I is the undisputed champion of Australasian racing, Fangirl was good last start, eight dollars. Mowunga eight fifty. Hinge twelve dollars. And Gator is tipping Fangirl to upset Animo. Hmm. I love Gator. Respect his opinion. Always. Not on this occasion, so not always, I guess. Uh, Animo, I think, will be winning again. He's just a jet. Barrier three, keeps drawing good gates, doesn't he? His horse. Uh, he'll be in the first four or five. Well, the, just he, needs a gap, and he'll be winning. Run of the race. Yeah, he'll be winning. He should be, shouldn't he? And El, why El not? El Bodegon? Uh, first up was plain, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, do we just take the good off and double? Is it just... That's simple. In secret, well, in the surround. Again, she's drawn beautifully. Gate four. $2.15. James McDonald is clearly wedded to Zagotcha. I think... Did I read somewhere that he didn't know In Secret was going to the surround and he'd locked into Zagotcha Maybe. early doors? Maybe. She has beaten her before. I think In Secret is probably the most likely winner, but Zagotcha... Is a really good filly and very keen to see her here. I wonder if they go to a race like the Coolmore or something like that with Zugotcha. One of those fillies and mares group ones. Oh, there could well be a chance. Yeah, I wonder what price she would be in Don't such a race. Don't forget she did miss her first up run. She had. She did. So they, she was probably meant to be going in second up. So oh, I just think it's advantage in secret. She's got fitness. Yeah. She's got the barrier. Um... I'm happy to take two fifteen in secret. Oh, I agree. She's and then the top pick. Yes. Onto the new market. Onto the new market. Yeah. Some uh, sweet sort of embrace. New market we've got sweet embrace stakes. We get to see the Magic Millions winner skirt the law. Two dollars fifty. Blanc de Blanc. Uh, Three dollars forty. I really like Blanc de Blanc. Again, love that form line around learning to fly. Uh, just can't draw a gate, Blanc de Blanc. But there's a serious motor there. I like her tomorrow. SMS here asking, hey, Sharky, how do you think Profondo will go tomorrow? $9 into six fifty, Profondo. Uh, I think we need to see Profondo try again. 
his last prep, it just tailed off, didn't it? After what were two promising runs in the Winks and the Tramway, it just kind of went a bit weird after that. I think there's meant to be decent weather in Sydney today and tomorrow. But Beautiful it's, weather. It's currently a soft six, so it'll, want to it'll get, get into to a, a good, it'll a, get a good to track. Yeah, yeah, it'll get to a good track. Yeah. Um, anything else on the Sydney card? Yeah, there is actually. Mustang Valley race five, number one. Lost the rider in that Imperatriz race last time. Um, I like her here. I think she's a, a good mare. The Kiwi, Andrew Forsman. So, mm. all right, that's a good price. Uh, Mustang Valley, $10 in race five. Uh, glory oh, days. Do we, do we follow? I win a lot of money tomorrow. <laughs> do we follow the glory days form to Sydney? Uh, short enough, isn't it? Like, it was a good win, but claim the crown was bloody good too up in Sydney in that 1,800-metre race. It came from nowhere. I think Richo might have tipped it on Channel 7 as his roughy. It was about 30 to 1. Uh, pretty useful horse, claim the crown. All right, they're the two. Almania. Almania? Well, Almania had that really good run first up from a long, long break. And then second up, they gave it time, which I loved. You know, really lovely uh, prep from Chris Lees. And then just lands into this race again with a, a gap between runs. That's that, They are the three. Take your pick. No firm opinion for me. Uh, all right. And then a little earlier in the day, there's just those uh, the benchmark races. Uh, anything at the Valley caught your eye tonight, Sharky? Nothing at the Valley, but I was interested in the push that Mark Hunter gave for Foxicon. Yes. Seemed rather Buoyant, didn't yes, he? I think it's about dollar eighty-five. Okay. Um, and tonight too, there was Kieran Ma's best was in race seven, number six, acquiescent for Kieran Ma, around about two dollars and ninety cents. Okay, acquiescent, right? Twenty forty. Uh, don't forget, boys. Damien Lane's in the Saudi Cup this weekend. Yes, that is right. Yeah. And uh, we've also got. Um, Caitlin Jones is over there in the mm-hmm. um, Jockey Challenge uh, as well. Them. Hi, lads. Zapateo in the last. What about that? Yeah, will you give yep. it a chance? Some chance. Another one. Uh, is Triple Missile a blowout chance tomorrow? Needs a wet track. Yeah, got to get into the race. Mm. Uh, also a problem. Hard to win when you're not on the field. I, too, have a short attention span and enjoy Sharks' random tangents. See, I'm helping the people out there with ADHD that like to flitter from one point to the other at a rapid pace. Let's go to someone who is measured, consistent, and also very good at his job. Josh from Horsham to find us the weekend. Country winners, how are you, Josh? I am excellent. We are very excited uh, because Sharky thinks he's going to win a fortune tomorrow. He's got some rare confidence, and I'm hoping you can... You can have a similar vein of confidence. Where do we go for our bets this weekend? Yeah, we'll start today at Kilmore. We'll go race two, number five, Irish Cricket. Now, we're doubling down on this bloke. We backed him a few weeks ago. He pulled up lane. Um, still managed to run second. He ran well. Um, look, he's better than maiden grades. He's drawn for a good run today. The main danger in it, uh, the top weight, I think it's American, the Azam. It's still on the outside, which is no good at Kilmore. So I think it just exits maiden grades today pretty comfortably. That's race two, number five, Irish Cricket. Backable, $2.30 as well uh, for Irish Cricket. So Kilmore, race two, number five, in two. Uh, then we'll go tomorrow, Yarra Valley, race four, number three. Now, we mentioned this runner last week, but he was scratched from a couple of races. He's, uh, he's accepted at Tarang on Sunday as well, but this looks better for him at Yarra Valley. He'll be running on from the back, just needs a solid tempo up the front, and, um, yeah, he can he can run past them. That's race four, number three at Yarra Valley. 
CJ. And then we'll go to Ballarat on Sunday. It's got it's a terrific card at Ballarat on Sunday. They really good betting cards. But um, a couple there. We'll go race five, number one, set the sale. Uh, great return from a gelding operation. He made many lengths of packing him, I think it was, behind Marble Arch, who was backed as if it was unbeatable. Uh, gets out to 1,400 metres here, and it's um, around that $3.80. I think it's the best bet over the weekend. So that's race five, Ooh. number one, set the sale. And we'll stay at Ballarat. We'll go race six, number nine, Teaching Glory. Another one we mentioned last week that didn't get a run. Look, it, it returns from a really long spell, but it looked great at an Ararat jump, uh, jump out about a fortnight ago. That's part of a year off, but at 11 or $12, I think it's a great each way play. That's race six, number nine at Ballarat. Gee, that's a good race, isn't it? Ice Pick Nick has been scratched tonight to run in that race, the stable, mate, which gives Seeking Glory a bit of value at $11. So Ballarat race five, number one, into race six, number nine. Is there anything else? Yeah, uh, yep, and then just a spec on Benalla on Sunday. Their real key uh, returns here, an eight-year-old gelding for a new stable. It's an ex-New South Wales runner, but it um, it was a very, very sharp, ju- sharp jump out at Satura a little while ago. Um, it looks forward enough to be competitive in a bench 58 on Monday. So, um, yeah, acceptances aren't there just yet, but uh, Benalla on Monday, real key. Real key. I love it when you expand out over to the Monday. So, wow, we've got a plethora of uh, good chances. We kick it off with a winner today at Kilmore. Race two, number five. Yarra Valley tomorrow, race four, number three. And then Ballarat on Sunday, race five, number one, into race six, number nine. And Vanilla Monday, keep an eye out for real key. And I've got to ask you, you're a massive Asfura fan, aren't you, in the Oakley Plate? They're all running for second behind us. (laughs) <laughs> no, uh, how, I love it, Josh. good is that race? That's a fantastic race. But did, um, yeah, no, I think she's a massive chance. She, she goes in that very small column of uh, horses that owe me nothing. So I'm going to stick with her. <laughs> you have a great weekend, Josh. And you, boys. Thank you. Josh for Horsham. All right, Sharky, wrapping up. Best bets of the weekend. Rich Fortune, best of the day. Uh, Animo in Sydney, best each way. Lofty strike. Have a great weekend, Sharknado. We'll see you on Monday for The Verdict.